Row Along, a friendly voice in your ear to motivate, coach and entertain you through each indoor rowing workout as we row along together. I set the stroke rate and the training pace based on your current 2,000 metre time. Just set your monitor to just row and start and stop when I tell you. For more info and to check out the YouTube videos, go to rowalong.com. Hi there, welcome along to another workout for you to row along to. We're continuing the long rows and today it's a 65 minute row. How are we going to do it? Well, we're breaking it up into 5 minute splits. Now you're going to start off at 18 strokes a minute and then you're going to go up to 20, then 22, 24 and 26. Then you're going to go back down the ladder, so you're going to go 24, 22, 20, 18. And then you're going to finish on an up. So it's a good stroke rate variation workout today. Now, of course, along with the stroke rate, that means that your pace is going to change. Now, if you want to take this on the lower intensity, then start off the 18 strokes per minute at round about 2K plus 22. If you want to make it a little bit harder, then start at 2K plus 20. In both cases, as you go to 20 strokes a minute, go two seconds faster. And as you go to the 22 strokes a minute, go two seconds faster again. However, if you want to keep this on the easier side, then only go two seconds faster for the 24 and then 26. But if you want to make it harder, then go three seconds faster for the 24 and three seconds faster for the 26. And then you're going to just nibble away that exact same time as you go back down the other end of the ladder. So there's kind of, there's a good variation of intensity here, but trust me, if you go for the harder intensity, it is going to be a hard workout. Even those on the easier side of the intensity, because we're rowing for 65 minutes, this is going to be a tough workout, okay? But you can just make it harder by going a little bit faster through some of those intervals. Okay, I can talk about more of this during the row. We might as well just get into our warm-up. So as always, let's set up our machine beforehand. So go to your drag factor first and set it where you want it to be. If you don't know about drag factor, please check out the YouTube video that I have. Then go to your monitor and set it at eye height so you don't have to look up and you don't have to look down. And finally, set the foot strap so they cover the bottom lace of your shoe. Or if you're in socks like me, just let you bend comfortably forward at the front of the machine. So here we go then. So a four minute warm up. Going to be around about 18 strokes per minute as always. And a nice gentle start to just get our bodies moving. In three, two, one, go. So just ease into it. Just get your body moving. Nice, solid push with the legs, but you don't have to worry too much about the actual pace that you're getting out of this. Try and connect with a handle as well. Make sure you get the timing right on the flywheel, but this is really just about moving your body, getting your heart rate up a little bit, making sure that you're Engine is in a nice purring state, ready for a fairly intense row. Like I say, you're rowing for 65 minutes, so there's no real way to make this an easy day without backing right off the pace. There's kind of not much point doing that. Okay, just think a little bit more about your hip swing forwards and backwards so into a one o'clock position at the front as you drive and then swing into a 11 o'clock position as you finish I mean you can start off really low you can start off at 
2K plus 24 for the A-teams. I remember, just because the pace guide is there, doesn't mean if it starts to feel tough, you can't kind of just alter the paces you're supposed to be hitting. The important part is just that you continue to increase your pace as your rate goes up and decrease as your rate goes down. All right, one more stroke here. All right, take one foot out, put it on the ground. Continue rowing with one leg still in the foot straps. Still make sure and give a good shove from that leg that's still in. Just because it's on its lonesome doesn't mean you can't put some energy into it. Get your posture right as well. Try not to collapse at the front of the machine. Swap feet. Continue rowing. Should help with just that kind of forward roll. See about getting your shins up to vertical at the front. Only having one leg in. Soon if you don't reach this far forwards on the slide in your main row, this might gradually help to improve your flexibility. All right, both feet in, legs straight. Just use your back and your arms to continue rowing. So swing over your hips, pull in with your arms, then out with your arms and swing over your hips. Try not to overreach. Just find myself really overreaching just then. Just a normal stroke, just like your legs. One more. Just roll to the front of the machine, straight arms, and drive out with your legs. Try and get the timing right for picking up the flywheel at the front of the machine, or the water wheel, or the magnet. You want to pick it up with the handle on the chain at exactly the same point that your legs drive. That's why we're doing this with straight arms and not worrying about the finish. There we go. All done on the warm-up. So, have a quick drink, keep moving up and down the rail, and then we'll go through it one more time quickly, what we're doing, and we'll start in today's session. Just a quick reminder that these podcasts are taken from the videos that I host on YouTube. If you want to see what I'm doing rather than just listen, then check out Row Along on YouTube, or head to rowalong.com. So today's row is 65 minutes long. We're going to break this down into five minute splits. So if you want to set your monitor, you can just go to uh, select workout, new workout, punch in your arrows for uh, to take it up to 105. And when, it's, when it says splits, set that to five minutes. And then that'll just give you an indication of how you're getting on through those little five minute splits. Um, I'm going to do this as a stroke rate kind of sawtooth. So we're going to start off at 18, then go 20, 22, 24, 26, then 24, 22, 20, 18, and then back up. And your pace is going to increase. Um, uh, you're going to start off around about 2K plus 22 for the 18 strokes a minute, or 2K plus 20 if you want more intensity. Then you're going to increase two or three seconds as you go up through those stroke rates. But remember, you can be sensible about this. If you find that you're pushing it a little bit too hard, then back off the pace a little bit. You know your body, you know what you're capable of. Try and gauge this in a way that you can finish your 65 minutes. Uh, if you really want a proper intense row, then this is going to be super dupes for you for an intense row. Um, 
and that is it. Right, and I'll keep you company as always. Follow me for Stroke Rate, uh, whether it's just watching me or listening to me in the podcast, and we'll uh, see each other in 65 minutes. So have a quick last drink. Like I say, it's got 65 minutes worth of rowing. Make sure you're hydrated. Oh dear, I tasted a plastic rather than water. Okay, you ready? I hope so. We're going in three, two, one, go. So 18 strokes a minute. And you never know, you can always do this one on the slower end, the 2K plus 22, and then come back another time, depending on how you got on today, and do it the next time, starting at 2K plus 20. You don't have to do the three second increases for the 24 and 26. Maybe just being two seconds faster all round will be enough for you. Anyway. So, 18 strokes a minute. 2K plus 20 to 22, depending on your flavor today. I'm still taking everything very much on the back end. So I'm on 22. And I'm also being a little bit careful because, ironically, when I was demonstrating the wrong ways to row in the 60-minute workout, and I said the reason not to yank on the foot straps is because you can damage your hip flexors. While demonstrating that, I felt something go twang in my hip flexors. <laughs> so. I'm taking it sensibly today as not to aggravate hip flexors. Plus, I can't really do these as higher intensity stuff and speak to you at the same time. I'll end up getting about 40 minutes into the session and then I'll just have to tap out and row in silence. So it's much easier to Keep this on the the diesel engine side of things. Just chug along and let anyone watching who wants to take this as a more intense pace kind of building workout, let you do it, and then you can post comments in the either on the podcast or the YouTube video. And let me know how you felt it. So we're gonna do this first five minutes as a kind of a blank start. So 18 strokes a minute, 2K plus 20 to 22. And then as we go to 20 strokes a minute, which is gonna be in two minutes time, then I'll start talking to you about technique. But just want you to use this one to be fully warmed up to give a chance for you to actually think yourself about what you think is going on with your technique address the gremlins you might have yourself if you've got a mirror look in that and see is your posture slumped are you 
bending your arms too early or who knows but just think about it yourself for another minute or so and then what I'll do is I'll go through each stage of the stroke and describe the position you should be in uh, but not a real deep dive so we should get through it in about I'm hoping about 10 minutes then I can talk to you about some other stuff for a while dinner plans <laughs> no but then I'll just go back and talk a bit more about technique just because it's useful to return to it on the latter half of the row when fatigue can be setting in you start to kind of do weird things because you're tired right so in four more strokes we'll be going up to 20 strokes a minute and I want you to go two seconds faster last stroke here right up to 20s so one stroke every three seconds really the pace increase should just be coming from the fact you're taking two more strokes every minute you'll have to put in a tiny bit more effort from your legs in order to increase the stroke rate and that all kind of feeds into your pace increase later on if you're wanting to increase three seconds as we go to the 24 and 26 you might feel you have to give a bit more of a concerted effort of a shove from your legs but for the time being just increasing stroke rate is enough now of course all this really only comes to pass if you've got somewhere near a good efficient technique because if you're just flailing up and down the rail there's a good chance that increasing stroke rate won't make much of a difference so what I describe I kind of consider an energy efficient um, and safe row and what I mean by safe is that it's less likely to cause you injury through repeated um, well through coming back and rowing like this all the time so I've had quirks to my stroke before that I put in there thinking I could squeeze a little bit more pace out of the stroke and all it did was give me stress fractures in my ribs 
and hurt my lower back. So I stopped doing that and now do the stroke you can see in front of you now. Sorry, podcast people. You'll just have to go onto YouTube and see me. Anyway, so the key here is the catch position. The catch is the front of the stroke. As you get ready to drive back. So it's this point here, right before the leg drive. That's known as the catch. Oh, I'm having microphone issues again. Come on, stay over. So your position at the catch is this. You want to have First off, your arms out straight in front of you. Don't kind of lock them. Don't be tense, just straight in front of you. You want your body leaning in slightly to a one o'clock position, if you think on a clock face. So you lean in, but Importantly, this is a lean in through your hips. I'm not asking you to crumple in. And then you want shins to be pointing vertically. That all has to do with how far forward you slide your seat. But we'll talk about each of them in more detail as we go through the row. And the final thing is to be up on your sit bones with a good posture instead of with your hips rolled back in a bad posture. Right, one more stroke. Now we're going up to 22 strokes a minute. And I want you to go two seconds faster again. So you should now be going four seconds faster than when you started. Don't worry if this feels all very light and easy. We've still got 54 and a half minutes to go. It's not going to feel light and easy when it's over. So, that's the catch. Arms straight, body leans forwards, shins vertical, up on your sit bones with good posture. Then there's the drive. That's the point when you push the machine away with your legs. Okay? So you just push. That's all you think about. And this helps get the power into the machine. But importantly, you want to keep your arms straight and you want to keep that forward lean as you push with your legs. 
and that helps the power efficiently transfer up through your body through your arms and into the handle and therefore into the machine then when your leg drive is about halfway done that is the point when you swing over your hips from that one o'clock position into an 11 o'clock position so you're leaning back but not too much and then just after you start your backswing that is when you finally bend your elbows and pull the handle into your chest to finish the stroke so that's known as the finish funnily enough next up is the release and that's when you push the handle away from you in a nice rhythmic motion so the pace you bring it in at you push it out at so I don't want you to go and jerk it out spoiling all the rhythm I just want you to go in out and that forwards push of the handle then gets followed by your body rock forwards again and once the handles over your knees and your body has rocked forwards you bend your knees and go rolling to the front of the machine into the catch again so the recovery is called the recovery because you're recovering from the stroke as in recovering to the front of the machine but also you're not using any muscles so it's literally like you're using this for a couple of seconds of doing nothing to recover from the stroke you just took so you're not using any effort right in 20 seconds time we're going to go up to 24 strokes a minute so I'm taking it very slowly today for the technique discussion because we have a lot of time on our hands two more strokes one more stroke here we go then 24s so here you can go three seconds faster if you're wanting to push things or just two seconds faster if you're just wanting to keep this a sensible 65 because I mean we're only 15 minutes 
into the row so far. Still got 50 to go. So you don't want to overcook things by accident. Make sure it's your plan to go a good little bit faster than before here. So I'm still sticking to two second increases. But like I say, if you're wanting to raise the intensity, then for this one and the 26, by all means, go harder. It may even be that you want to do the majority of the row with two second increases and then only the last rise back up the ladder that time round you increase by three for the 24 and 26 ah, come on sorry my microphone cable keeps on swinging round to the front of my body try and just get that fixed on. Well, not losing stroke rate. Uh, hopefully that's it. Don't know. Anyway, so that was the overview of your stroke. And like I say, we'll go back into it in a bit more detail, but the key things to take away from it are that body rock from one o'clock at the front to 11 at the back and to make sure you're doing it with straight arms from the front and only finishing with an arm pull as you get when about halfway through the stroke. <clears throat> Finding breathing a bit labored today. I don't know why. That could well be down to overtraining, who knows? That's why I got slightly longer pauses today just to try and catch my breath. But then, think about a stroke rate ladder like this, is it does destabilize, destabilize, is that right? You don't want to get a chance to just settle into a rate and rhythm, either for your rowing or for your breathing. So it could well be that's the cause of my slight shortness of breath. Heart rate's okay. 140. Slightly over my Maffetone cap, but that's not really the training protocol that I'm using today. 
Just doing this all based on pace. Although, I still think my whoop strap is massively over analyzing my heart rate. I think it's a few beats too fast. Okay, three more strokes. Two more. One more. Now we're back up, or we're up to 26. So come on. And either two or three seconds faster, depending on your flavor today, okay? So you'll probably find that those of you who are going for a three second increase on this one, you do feel like you have to put in an extra bit of a shove from your legs. But also make sure that the stroke rate increase doesn't cause any leaks to your stroke. Make sure you're still taking full slides up and down the rail. Still taking the full leg drive back and you're still finishing with a good pull of your arms good to get under 45 minutes though this is where it all began these longer rows so mentally just have to do that again well, that was easy. But it's easy. It's really just duration that makes these intense. Fair enough. This one, as you get to the sharp end of the 26 strokes a minute, you will feel tired but then as you then gradually slow down as you come down the other side and you get a chance to ease off a little bit recover as you slow down to then get ready to speed up again which is the beauty of these up and down ladders Well, to be fair, most ladders are up and down. Anyway, don't find a window cleaner just going up and then jumping off from the top, do you? So back to the breathing thing. Try to find your rhythm through each stroke as we speed up and slow down for the 18s you might find one or two breaths per stroke is enough but by the time 
you get up to these 26s, maybe you have to take two short ones and one long one, who knows? But make sure to find a rhythm so you're basically breathing your pattern at the same stage of each stroke rather than being ragged and syncopated. I mean, it should go without saying that breathing is exceptionally important. Kind of thing that off the machine, if you get a chance to work on it then, it'll help your capacity, whether it's through a breath exercising gadgets or just doing box breathing, you can do a lot to help. Right, almost there, 10 seconds to go, and then we're down to 24. One more stroke. Here we go, 24s. So back off two or three seconds, depending on whatever your increase was. So whatever you were rowing your 24s at before, you're at that pace again. Box breathing, in case you're like, what's he on about? Is when you breathe in through the nose for four, and then you hold your breath for four seconds. Then you breathe out for four, and then you hold for four. Hence a box. It's a really, really useful thing to do whenever you're stressed or even if you're lying in bed at night and you can't get to sleep, then just doing this box breathing can really help kind of slow everything down and calm you so your body is more able to fall asleep. The science being that this way of breathing activates your vagus nerve, which is like a vagabond. It spreads out, even though it goes down uh, your neck, down to your back, it spreads out all over your body. So being able to tap into it is a good thing. And then kicks in your, is it, parasympathetic system? And basically helps to smooth you, 
Smooth you down, calm you down. Why am I saying smooth? So it's really useful. Something that I've only picked up recently. I'm actually looking forward to trying it before a race. I mean, when I was at my mum's funeral, there were two, three points where it did start to kind of get on top of me a bit and I started to feel quite emotional. And not that I'm saying I'm trying to avoid being emotional, but not during the funeral, so I just started doing box breathing, which calmed me down and let me focus on what was happening rather than being wrapped up in my own emotions. Got to say though, at the very end, when they played New York, New York, hit me like a sledgehammer. That being mum's favorite place and Sinatra and that song being her favorite. So no amount of breathing in the world could have made that any easier. But it's all right. That was a while ago. Still sad, still miss her, but the overwhelming floods of emotions that hit you, they've become less intense. It's just a grumbling sadness now. Anyway, what am I on about? But rowing, this isn't a psycho-analytical confessional on my part. I was just talking about breathing. Okay, four strokes. Three. Two. One. Back down to 22s. Yeah, when I said, who knows what I'll talk about in between talking about technique. I didn't really intend for that to be where I went with it. Hope I've not depressed you. Nothing worse. Anyway, so make sure to row these 22s at the same pace you did last time. Which will mean reducing either two or three seconds pace from how you were doing the 24s. I got to say, the 22s do suddenly feel a lot easier. So these are, we're starting to get the, more of the recovery, gentler side of this ladder. Hopefully it feels the same way as we go down to 18 and 20 and then back up to 22 again. And the good news is we're 
past the half hour mark. So we're only 45 seconds away from the halfway point. That's pretty cool. Hopefully you're doing well, you're holding your stroke rate and your pace. Now, depending on how much training you've done prior to this, you should have a good idea of what your body can handle. So, as we hit halfway after this stroke, you should be able to analyze where you are and work out what you need to do in terms of your pace as we go back up the ladder again. Do you hold the same pace again? Remember, the 26 may have felt tough, but it's meant to. Make your decisions based on this stroke rate where it's meant to start feeling easier rather than the faster rates where it is meant to feel tough. So if you're feeling fresh again, maybe you just go through the same pacing again, knowing that the 15 minutes you spend going 24, 26, 24 are going to be tough, but not unachievably so. The more you row, the more you do intensity changing longer sessions like this, the more you get to know your body. And that really comes into play when you start doing things like half hour time trials and 10K pieces. And obviously doing an hour long row or going up to half marathons. If you know what your body's capable of, you know the sensations of intensity as you go through them, you'll know when you need to back off or you'll know when you can actually push it a little bit harder because you've got more in the tank. Okay, coming down to the 20s. <laughs> Two more strokes. One more stroke. Here we go. 20 strokes a minute. Drop it by two seconds. Because it could also be the other way that you started on the easier plan for this. And now as we get from 20 and 18, you're starting to think, you know what? I'm really fresh. In which case, maybe start the next ones 
with the faster plan. So when we drop to 18 strokes a minute at the end of this one, you could then just hold this pace. So you basically don't decrease by two seconds. And then that way you'll start off faster and build up faster speed. It's your choice. There's many ways to do this. There isn't really a prescribed plan for a rule like this. It's not like a 30 minutes at 20 strokes a minute where it pretty much is always done at 2k plus 18 unless you're going for a maximum power how far can you go in half an hour at 20 strokes a minute it's really only those two that you flop between so as being we're under half an hour to go and I've left you alone for the past what 15 to 20 minutes to think about your technique I think it's a good time to go a bit deeper into each stage so that you can really think about whether you've kind of got gremlins due to fatigue or just not thinking about it for the past wee while. <clears throat> now, I want to talk posture first, because that's the one that I breezed through the first time round. Everything stems from your posture, your position, the power, your ability to roll and not get injured, your development, not only as a rower, but also in terms of adding muscle or just defining muscle, whatever. If you get your posture right, everything falls into place. If you have poor posture, that's kind of when things just don't click, you're likely to get injured, you don't see the results and you're not reaping the rewards of the time you're putting in because you're doing it wrong. And there's one huge fault that causes poor posture and that is your feet. More precisely, your feet at the back of the stroke, here. Take a look at your feet and try to spot whether you're bracing against the foot straps at the back of the stroke and stopping yourself from flying off the back of the machine by flicking up your feet. Or 
you're pulling yourself back up the rail by tugging on the foot straps with your feet. Both of them are wrong. So hang on. Let's count down to 18. Two. One more. One. Here we go then. 18 strokes a minute. So back off another couple of seconds, unless you're using this to do the next set at a faster pace. But yeah, feet. When you are either finishing the stroke or coming back up the rail, if you tug on the foot straps with your feet, what happens is you collapse your posture, you tuck your hips back, everything rolls under, your knees come up and you're in a terrible posture position when it comes up to the catch to start your next stroke. So, if you don't trust me, that you can roll without doing that, I will quickly take my feet out the straps. And there you go. So it's proof that you neither need the foot straps to stop you at the back of the stroke or to pull you back up again. You don't need to kind of yank, tuck your hips under and ruin your posture. All you do is get the leg drive finished before your back and arm swing. So you drive arms in. There you go. Legs done, back arms. I mean, it's, it's the kind of thing you need to work on. Timing yourself. It's a good thing about 18 strokes a minute. Is that your stroke is so slow, timing-wise, I mean, that you have the time to work on it. So, from a drive point of view, drive, get your legs down, then finish, but then you need to finish with a powerful posture, okay? So brace your abs lightly to take that pull in of the handle, just so you don't literally just collapse off the back of the machine. That's still gonna happen if you don't brace slightly. Get legs down, powerful posture and that lets you finish at the back of the stroke without needing to have your feet in foot straps. But then, for the release and recover, it's like fishing this really, isn't it? You get your catch and then you get your release. Anyway, so you release the handle, still in a good posture, you rock up over your hips, onto your sit bones. And that's you 
instantly in the right position to start the next stroke. Your hips are tilted forwards, your body's leaning in, your arms are nice and straight, you're good to go. And none of that happens from a tug on the foot straps. Now, if you're going to try it yourself, maybe loosen your foot straps the first few times you try it, rather than taking your feet out like me, just in case you get the timing wrong and you fly off the back of the machine. Because if you do carry on driving with your legs after you've got your body and arms back, <laughs> there is a good chance you're going to go flying off the back. So if you just loosen the straps, you can at least brace against them. Right, two more strokes, one more, and we'll go up to 20 again. There we go. So the last of the 20s. Only got 20 minutes to go. So we'll just work our way up, finish on 26, and we're done. Like I say, the intensity of this workout is really down to what you're putting into it. From a pace point of view. But regardless, as long as you're putting energy into every stroke with a good technique 65 minutes worth of rowing is always going to be valuable so anyway got a bit distracted when talking about the technique the foot strap thing so it's trying to do the maths at the same time to see if we were about to run out of time and we wouldn't get up to 26 but of course we will anyway so posture at the back powerful braced core legs down hips rock forwards you're on your sit bones you come into the front of the machine and your posture is powerful okay not bolt upright but like, like you're going to war, you're braced, you're powerful, you're ready for all that leg power to come up through your body and into the machine. You don't want to be like a floppy fish and then kind of limp backwards and forwards on the machine, unable to put anything into it. You want to be up, powerful, Laying all that power in. Oh, I just done my lower back in again from demonstrating that. I have to learn. So, at the front, you want to be sit bones, braced, powerful. And I do like to bring up my wee carrots at this stage and just try to imagine you've got a carrot stuck up your backside and how you'd sit then 
you'd be like, whoop. So that's the posture you're looking for. And that posture you want to hold as you drive with your legs through the stroke. So you hold it in that forward lean, but even as you rock over into that backward lean, I also want you to be powerful and braced and protecting your carrot. That's why the back of this t-shirt says, don't snap the carrot. Because you don't want to snap the carrot. So yeah, and the whole point of this posture thing is about power transfer and about making sure you're not getting injured. If you have like a really collapsed lower back at either end of the stroke, like if you slump down at the back, or if you collapse in the front, you suddenly take all of the power of the stroke through your lower back. And most of the time, not all, but most, if you hear people talk about rowing and saying they have sore backs because of rowing, it's because of this terrible posture issue with a rounded lower back at either end. Even worse if it's on both ends. But as far as we're concerned, it's about power efficiency. Because we're not going to get injured, are we? So it's about letting the power go through your legs and then finishing strong and being able to recover. Right, three more strokes. We're up to 22s. Here we go, 22s. And just go two seconds faster. Let's get the rhythm right. Now, I may stick my feet back in the foot straps. I can do 24s with my feet out, but I can do 26. And I don't want to risk embarrassing myself by flying off the back of the machine by forgetting to strap back in. So let's see if I can do it while I'm on the move without losing stroke rate. There's maybe a tiny hiccup there. Then you'll caught back up again. Yeah. So, once you've got posture right, that does tend to take care of thinking about your backswing. So the next vital thing I mentioned first time round was your arms. Again, if you look around gyms and places, you're more than likely see people fighting the machine with their arms, bending early and 
pulling in which again collapses the lower back as they fight against it or certainly removes a lot of the good posture but most importantly where they may be thinking that bending the arms early will be increasing their power it's actually robbing them of the power for two reasons one it's really efficient for straight arms to drive with your legs and for the power to just flow up and through your body into the handle it's like you don't have to put any real effort in from your upper body apart from just hang on to the handle as the power goes through but the other reason is that they're literally fighting against the power so soaking it up with the, the biceps and forearms instead of letting it get into the flywheel and by doing so they then don't have the full range of a pull when they eventually do finish I mean I'm not saying my technique is amazing or whatever but what I would say is that the difference between my finish that I have the whole arm pull from there or if I was to grab early and suddenly only have half of that distance because I've used it all up at the front of the stroke fighting against the leg drive so literally from a power efficiency point of view it makes sense to keep your arms straight and that way you can put all your power into that strong finish at the back where the stroke really needs it because at the front it's getting oodles of power from your legs it doesn't need any more at the front where the stroke needs power in order to keep the flywheel turning is at the back of the stroke here if you go to your force curve screen on your row machine hopefully you've got one from concept 2 or rp3 you should you'll see that it most likely tapers off at the back end of the stroke hang on let's do a countdown two more strokes one more stroke up to 24s two or three seconds faster your choice so the force curve you want it to rise sharp and high so to go up nice and kind of almost as straight as possible as you lay in all that power from your legs so it goes up really high and then as you continue the leg drive it should stay up 
but then as your leg drive comes to an end that's when your back gets added so this should should still be quite high and then the strong finish with your arms means although it's going to reduce the size of the curve it shouldn't be like a really shallow finish you want it to be kind of I mean ideally you want it to start and finish at the same angle but that's hard to do but anyway so the front of the machine sorry front of the stroke isn't where you need your back or your arms it's the back of the stroke so delay your backswing until the end and delay your arm swing or arm pull until the end the thing with your back is it's really easy to think you're maintaining your forward lean as you drive but then suddenly you watch yourself in a mirror or better you film yourself and watch your back and then you realize that what you're actually doing is coming in okay leaning forwards but right at the last minute you suddenly lift your head and your back goes back because your head is leading it backwards and that then means your lower back and your shoulders are taking all the power from your legs instead of it coming up through your back and into your arms as in your powerful chain back not lower back oh it gets confusing doesn't it so try to have a neutral head position as you drive and that will hopefully give you as much help as you need to keep that forward lean and I've got a little Lego figure and a little Heisenberg strapped to the top of the monitor so his wee head is just poking up over the back I just use you know the charity wristbands you get they're the perfect size to stretch around the top of the Concept2 monitor and tuck a Lego guy behind or girl I just keep eye contact with him as I drive and that stops my back from flying backwards before it's meant to I've yet to do that in a race though wonder what they'd say if I turned up with Heisenberg I'll try it next live race I do 
I'll take Heisenberg with me. See if anyone says anything. Although, there's a high chance I'll leave him behind. Okay, four more strokes. Last one. Now we're up to 26. Last five minutes of today's row. We've done an hour. Well done. After this, we're all finished. I'm trying to remember if at one point I said we go up and down twice. Hopefully not. We just go up, down, up. There may be voiceover man. <laughs> may make an appearance. Oh, you know, I've really enjoyed today's rule with you. Apart from that little odd bump when I was finding it hard to breathe. And then the other one when I suddenly got a bit melancholy talking about mum. I started off today's row a little bit kind of, well, I said I'd do it, so I better do it. But now that we're an hour in, the endorphins are flooding through me and I'm so pleased I didn't kind of make an excuse and call off today's row. Like I said in one of the other workouts, it really does make such a huge difference that I enjoy rowing. So this is something I get to do, that I want to do, rather than something that I have to do because I know, coach tells me it's training I have to do to be a tennis player or a, well in my case a squash player. I mean that's how I started rowing. But in the squash thing is interesting because I used to train a lot with the up and coming best juniors in Scotland. And quite a fair amount of them, once they hit 18 and were no longer being made to go to training by their parents and things, how many of them stopped because they never really loved it. They just did it because they were told to. So, find the exercise you love. Even if it changes over time. I mean, I used to love squash till I got injured. Used to love cycling till I had kids and then feared for my safety too much, thinking what would have happened if I got knocked over while out on the bike. And now I've been just concentrating on rowing for the last 
for seven years. I still cycle, but on a indoor trainer on Zwift, which I can hook the rowing machine up to as well, but until they actually launch Zwift rowing properly, I don't really like doing it when I'm rowing away. I look at the screen and there's a cyclist on the screen. Much rather use Row Pro software for rowing online. All right, that slight deviation has taken us to 30 seconds to go. We're almost there. Deviation or diversion? Huh. Right, finish strong. I've only got a few more strokes to go, so you don't need to ease off. We get two more in. One more. Whoa, good job. It's a long row, so well done. And depending on how you played with your pacing for intensity, hopefully. Hopefully that was the row you wanted it to be. Right, take a moment, have a quick drink. And let's, so you should be out of breath. Certainly perspiring a lot. And you should have that kind of buzz in your legs because you've just been rowing for 65 minutes. There's, although you can, from an intensity point of view, you can call that a bottom tier. It's never gonna feel like a kind of five out of six effort bottom tier, unless you do that whole thing at like 2K plus 28 or something. So if you're, that's fine. You've just been rowing for 65 minutes. So here we go then, cool down in three, two, one, go. And just wait for the 70 minutes. Whoa. Uh, I don't know whether I should actually leave some notes for stuff to talk about from now on. Like pre-think beforehand, something I've never done before. I never sit down and think, well, today I'm going to talk about, I know I'm always going to talk about technique because fair enough, it's me. But all the other stuff and how I say it, it's never planned. You wouldn't, have, you wouldn't guess, would you? <laughs> and I'm meandering all over the place. Anyway, for the cool down, just make sure that you're just connecting with your legs and your arms. Don't worry about pace. Just enough of an intensity that you're connecting with the machine and you can feel yourself cooling down or easing down, whatever you want to call it. So hopefully you're enjoying these longer rows. The 70 minute one is going to have to wait at least a day as I'm working all day tomorrow editing stuff for the Scottish Cup football final I'm a man of many many talents I'm not a master of any of them but so yeah so I'm unable to make a row along video tomorrow because I'll be making other television so Monday 
depending on how you're watching this. Obviously, you don't care if they're all sitting there ready for you to go. But just in case you're doing these at the same time that I'm recording them, it'll be a couple of days' wait. Ugh. One more stroke for me, and I'm done. You can keep on cooling down if you wish, or you can stop. <sighs> but we spent quite a lot of time together, so I'm not going to make this a long outro. Hope you enjoyed it. Make sure to leave a comment and subscribe to the YouTube channel and all that stuff. Press the little bell so you get notified. If you listen to this in the podcast, of course, I'd love it if you left a review. Oof, that'd be amazing. I mean, the comments are great. Subscribe's great. Review's greater. Well, it's not really, but it just lets other people know what it's like. So... And as being the podcast is still pretty much in its infancy, it's only a couple of months old. Uh, only had a few comments, so it'd be nice if you said something. But yeah, so anyway, next up then is the 70 minute row. I'll try and work out, I think this one's going to be a little bit more varied. Might do kind of like a spell of slower ones and then kind of a spell of intensity and then back down to slow and then like a little fast. And kind of mix it up quite a lot for the 70 just to try and make it a little bit more interesting. Because um, just these kind of up and downy things. There's room for spice. Let's just say that. Anyway, so thank you very much for being part of this one. I hope you enjoyed it. Please let me know if you did. Um, Check out the Facebook group as well and all that jazz. And I will see you in the next one. Please stay safe and be well. Bye-bye. For more info and to check out the YouTube videos, go to rowalong.com.